It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, Master Plan World. Welcome to our latest podcast episode. It's awesome to have so many of you out there listening. So thank you all. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator of the e-commerce master plan. I'm an author, speaker and advisor, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. Now, last time we got into the world of tech startups and the power of live chat with B2B e-commerce founder, Neil Cocker of Ramp T-Shirts. If you want to take another listen to that one, please do, but don't listen to it now because we've got a really good interview coming up for you. And if you've got any questions about that one or anything else in the world of e-commerce, join in the conversation in the e-commerce master plan world Facebook group that you can find on Facebook, fairly obviously, or via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. This podcast is sponsored by Paper Planes, who help you send programmatic direct mail. Think abandoned basket direct mail. Find out more at flypaperplanes.co.uk and later in this podcast. Now, they're offering all listeners a discount of up to 50% off rate card for any campaigns triggering 10,000 prints or more. Just quote Master Plan to get that and take a look at flypaperplanes.co.uk to find out more. Let me introduce you to today's special guest. Lara Sengupta is the founder of Cork Yogis, selling ethical yoga products, including Cork Yoga Mats. They launched in April 2016 and just over one year in now turn over around three to four thousand pounds a month. Hi, Lara. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad. Excellent. Well, I've just given our listeners possibly the shortest uh, <laughs> intro to you ever uh, and your business. But so let's start off with uh, with ex- exploring how you got started in this world of e-commerce. Um, yeah, it's sort of um, random. I've never really had like a business background. Um, but um, yeah, I just got there was a point a couple of years ago where I was just in a business that, um, in a job that I really hated in London. So I started sort of playing around with the idea of starting my own business. Mm-hmm. And I was always sort of inspired by companies such as Tom's Shoes and other sort of social enterprise companies. And I wanted to start up a e-commerce business that had the same sort of ethics and um, had sort of like a mission that I was really inspired by. So that's basically how I started. Excellent. And how did the idea of, first off, was Cork Yogi's your first e-commerce attempt? Yes, yes. So I spent like six months sort of really thinking it through and talking to everyone, like trying to convince myself that it wasn't going to fail as soon as I launched it. (laughs) And then I just thought one day, look, it's not going to launch itself. So we just sort of um, cracked on and launched it. So yeah. And what was the reason you decided to go into this world of yoga? Um, I've been practicing yoga for about six or seven years now. So it's always been something I'm really passionate about. And I think if you're going to start a business and work like 24 hours of the day, it's got to be on something that you really care about and you really love. So, um, yeah, um, I use my experience to sort of, um, sort of learn what yogis really want from yoga mats and yoga products. And I sort of use that experience to, develop like a really cool yoga mat and um, range of yoga products that would really benefit yogis. Okay, cool. Let's let's um, explain a bit more about what the business is doing right now. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that product first of all, because that's quite innovative, what you've done with the cork. Yeah. 
Yeah, so basically, um, I've me and like loads of other yogis um, have sort of suffered from as soon when you're in a yoga class, as soon as your hands start to sweat with like your normal plastic and rubber mats, you're literally sliding around everywhere. And it's really embarrassing and distracting. So um, I discovered cork um, to use for yoga, because the grip actually increases as you sweat. So it's a natural surface, but due to cork's um, hydrophobic quality, um, as soon as you start to sweat, the grip um, increases. So that's really great. It's also antibacterial, which um, which helps, I guess, if you're like sweating a lot on like fitness mats and stuff. It's sort of vital that you're keeping your hygiene levels um, high. So, um, yeah, so that's how we came up with the yoga mat. And I guess it doesn't have the problem, which I always have in my Pilates class, which is the mat stretches. Um, yeah <laughs> which no, can be a nightmare <laughs> I've had that as well actually on like those normal mats it just sort of especially when you're in your long sort of wide leg postures the mat stretches all over the place but no the mats don't stretch they're like pretty robust um which is yeah which is really good and do they still roll yes so we have like a, a thin layer of cork on top of a layer of rubber so it rolls exactly the same as a normal yoga mat um, and you can cut carry it around it rolls up really small as well cool so, and so the business started with that one core product and then you've added some others on yeah pretty much like um we ordered our first batch of product and um we, they they were amazing but um they were quite heavy so they were sort of thicker and bigger than we thought it was. And um, so we sold a few and we got a little bit of feedback there. They're quite heavy. So we got a different batch of products. They were thinner and sort of like mm-hmm. more able to cart around. And then I was chatting to, and I was like, oh, God, we can't sell the first batch anymore because they're, you know, they're too big. And people mm. are saying that they're too heavy. And my roommate was like, well, why don't you just say it's a premium product? Because it's thicker <laughs> and it's bigger and it's wider. And I was like, that's genius. So now we sell that first product as a premium product and people absolutely love it because they're prepared to get a thicker and a bigger and a heavier mat so I was like oh that's clever I guess that, that's the thing isn't it if you're not carrying it around the weight doesn't really matter you know if you've permanently exactly. got it laid out somewhere in your house then mm-hmm. you're happy to have that extra weight that extra fitness that extra space exactly yeah I love that so that there's always an opportunity <laughs> yeah <laughs> in, definitely it's in every fun. accident <laughs> Cool. And um, and you're based in the UK. And are you selling exclusively to the UK or do you sell overseas as well? Um, yeah, we sell a little bit um, all over the place. So we have our e-commerce site, which is based in the UK, but we also sell all throughout Europe through the site as well. The shipping just like a little bit more expensive. Um, we've also just found our first distributor in um, in Dubai and sort of the Middle East area, which is really, really cool. It's like a brand new marketplace we didn't really think we'd be entering into. And we're in a few studios in the US, a few in Canada. Um, so yeah, like a little bit dotted around. We hope to sort of expand into the US, but um, I think that'll be another year or so before we do that. Cool. And now what platform are you using to sell? Um, we have a WordPress site, um, but we also sell on Amazon and eBay and stuff like that. Okay. And presumably on WordPress, you're using WooCommerce? Yes, WooCommerce. Yeah. Cool. And any widgets or plugins that you swear by on your WooCommerce site? Um, I don't, I'm like not very like techie. Um, so there's not really like any widgets and plugins. My, um, mark, the, 
a guy that helps me with marketing, he's sort of like very into that. So he's basically has done the website for me and manages it all. So, yeah. Okay, cool. Which brings us nicely onto the team then. So um, Mm -hmm. you're obviously still pretty much in that early startup phase. How many of you are there? So there's just two of us at the moment. So I pretty much do everything um wear like so many hats and then um my friend chris is helping me out um with marketing so he's designed the website for me he does sort of adwords campaigns and um, basically any sort of like technical marketing stuff um he does and we're also in the process of recruiting a salesperson to help us sort of reach out to yoga studios which Mm -hmm. i could potentially do but i think the sort of um, approaching this cold approaching yoga studios and stuff like that makes me a little bit anxious so I'd prefer to just sort of get a professional in and uh, yeah. Plus having done sales for a business selling to businesses in the past it's um, which makes that that sounds awful sounds that makes it sound quite seedy how I just just described it when I ran my <laughs> marketing agency and was responsible for sales I was saying mm-hmm. sales it's like a it's permanent you know you can't yeah. you can't log out of sales for half a day to work on something else because if someone wants you right then and that's when they want to speak mm-hmm. to you that's it you've got to speak to them then so i think it's quite a hard one to juggle with yes definitely with everything else you've got and you know thinking about the bigger picture and all the rest of it so yeah 100% and i think like in terms of sales you either you either have that personality that sort of really buzzes off the challenge and buzzes off sort of <laughs> chatting to strangers and stuff like that or you have the personality where it just that's your worst nightmare and that and it's my worst nightmare so I'm just like stay away from it so <laughs> give it to somebody else <laughs> give it to someone else yeah which is, is the, definitely the right way to go about it and you mentioned there you know that you've got the distributor you've got the um you're, you're, you know you're about to be starting actively targeting the yoga studios themselves mm-hmm. so yeah. you've kind of got a b2b and a b2c customer was that part of your plan for the from the beginning or has that kind of just evolved um yeah it was part of our plan from the beginning so um but it's it has sort of evolved at the same time so when i was starting out i was thinking um it will be so direct to customers and then also to studios to use the mats. But now like most yoga studios are opening themselves up to retail as well. So they have a small retail area that helps them sort of um, increase their monthly revenue. So now it's a brand new thing rather than convincing studios to use the mats and like, like chucking away all their old mats and have using our mats is a lot harder, harder sale, Mm -hmm. but to convince them to put, our products in their retail store for resale is so much of an easy sell because they don't have these um, natural cork yoga mats um, that we're offering. And it's sort of like a, a brand new product in the UK. So it's quite unique in that respect. And it, given the whole ethos of yoga, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy that yoga takes place on, on plastic, if that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's much better for um, sort of any, everything to do with yoga, like the energy and just sort of like your mindset to be practicing on natural materials. Um, it just helps you sort of clear your mind um, much better. Cool. Well, look, Laura, what do you think is the most awesome thing about cork yogis right now? Um, I think at the moment, the size is awesome. 
So like we're at this point where we're turning over like a not bad amount a month, um, but we still, there's only two of us. So we have so much sort of fluidity. We don't have like a big team and a big office and it's sort of like got like very stagnant. We can pretty much, if I come up with a, an idea today, we can implement it tomorrow. Um, so it's basically like we're at the stage where we're just trying all these new things to see what works and what doesn't work. And, um, yeah, there's so much potential in having like a small business um, where you do have the potential to come up with new ideas, come up with new products and just get on them right away. So oh, I love that. That's a great answer. I don't think anyone's ever given that answer before, but I think oh, that's, really? that's so, so true. You have to you have to embrace every opportunity, don't you, when you're in that small size and it can be yeah. proper exciting. Exactly. Yeah. So you mentioned then that there's a few things you, you've been testing an awful lot and finding some that have worked really well. Mm. There are a couple of those you could share with the with the listeners. Yeah. So basically we started off, um, I guess, your classic sort of Google AdWords and Facebook. And I think everyone sort of turns to that as like, oh, that's the be all and end all of it. And if that doesn't work, like that's the end. And that hasn't really worked for us. So Google AdWords, like fair enough it's sort of like getting our brand out there and stuff like that but it's in terms of conversions it's not really worked mm -hmm. so um we've we've found the best thing to do is like sort of content marketing so sort of get our um stuff out there in sort of like bloggers and fitness bloggers and stuff like that and we've also been using youtube adverts so we we've got this amazing video made by this news channel about us um, so we're using that in YouTube adverts and we're also using Pinterest ads. So Pinterest is like, um, mainly female, mainly 35 and above. And it's sort of like our perfect audience. So sort of more of these niche sort of marketing channels we're, we're sort of trying. So you, yeah, I think you may well be the first person who said they like YouTube ads on the show. Mm -hmm. And you're oh, really, <laughs> you are definitely the first person to say that they're using Pinterest ads. So mm -hmm. Any tips for anyone who's been thinking about going down the Pinterest advertising route? I think like the market is um, a lot less crowded in um, Pinterest than it, it is for like Facebook and Instagram. And um, it's a lot sort of, it's a lot more visual. So you can sort of like find really amazing visuals, like really amazing pictures. And people are on Pinterest to buy or to find things that inspire them. So Instagram is very sort of aspirational, like, um, oh, I would, this is the sort of person I want to be in five years when I only eat like kale or something like that. <laughs> Whereas Pinterest is more like in the now, like people are creating things now. They want inspiration now. They want to buy things now. So um, yeah, it's just sort of a different, a different audience. And it's a good one for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. And um, we mentioned upfront about the ethical the social enterprise side of the business it's obviously something you were keen to have involved from day one but is it something that's that's working for the business financially as well as working for the business in kind of mm -hmm. your hearts and minds if that makes sense yeah so it was um working with the charity that we work with in india has been sort of like my inspiration from day one um, so we actually met the charity a few years ago when I was out um, visiting relatives in India. Um, so it's sort of been my inspiration. I wanted to sort of create a female founded business that gives back to women and empowers women worldwide. Um, it is it has been like a little bit tricky um, in terms of sort of integrating it because social enterprises are a lot harder sell than businesses when it comes to sort of investment 
in mm-hmm. getting other business people to take you seriously. Um, so in terms of like, we went through um, a stage where we were actively sort of seeking investment. And in the end, we walked away from it because it just wasn't right for us. And um, it was, I think they, they basically wanted to turn it into a very like, um, into a business that wasn't so much giving back. But in terms of our messaging, people are very inspired by our business because because of how we give back to communities in India and because of the work we do. And I think like in terms of doing something that you're passionate about, like we're the ones that's going to have, have to get up and work 24 hours a day, seven days a week on our business. It's got to be something you're passionate about. And if someone doesn't understand that, then they're not right for your business. And I've recently gone through a bit of a, like a bit of a sort of like, Oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Um, because we were the investors we were seeking just completely didn't get it. And, um, didn't really sort of, they wanted to put the social side on the, on the, on the back burner. Um, so yeah, I think you just have to make a choice and sort of go with it. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I, I it's interesting because in last week's podcast with Neil, we were talking about, because uh, he'd been through a startup incubator where mm-hmm. most of the people around him were going after funding and they took the decision they weren't going to go out after funding because it just seemed like such a tiring slog with no guarantee yeah. of results. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah. And then, then a couple of weeks ago, we talked uh, to the guys at Venarchi who've become masters of crowdfunding on Kickstarter. Oh, cool. Which just seems such a cleverer way of going about getting funding because you mm-hmm. are, or, you know, cash flow essentially, because yeah. there you set out your stall. You said, this is who we are. This is what we're doing. You're not having to tweak things to please somebody. You can just be you and only yes, you. Yes, exactly. You're not having to sort of dilute your message to please um to sort of please the needs of the investor or the needs of that person. It's more like this is a business. You either like it, you don't. And we're going to concentrate on people who do like it rather than people that don't. So, And, and let's, let's take a jump back to where you've been selling because I want to make sure we cover this off because you mentioned it very, very quickly, which is that you're selling via your own WooCommerce site plus yes. Amazon and eBay. Now, do you see... Amazon and eBay as a necessary evil, a brand builder, a way of increasing turnover, a temporary turnover boost, a permanent Mm -hmm. part of the mix. What's your what's your kind of strategy or approach to those two? Um, So we've literally just started using Amazon um, like this month, I think. Oh, wow. Um, So basically like the, the back end of Amazon is like is like a maze. Yeah. It's, it's so difficult to use. Like I've never experienced anything like it. So I had to um, hire sort of like a Amazon specialist to do all our listings and stuff like that on Amazon. And that was like two weeks of us going back and forth like every day to just put four four products on Amazon. Um, wow. So it, it's it's if you want to do Amazon, it's almost like it's a full time job. But once it is sort of set up, you can run adverts quite easily and stuff like that. For the UK, you can run ads not so bad in. France and Spain, um, you have to be like a premium product that does the same day delivery and all these like little things before you can advertise. So there's so many rules and regulations to Amazon. But I think once you get it right, it really works because people are on Amazon to buy. And um, I think it's a it's good for sales and, and 
brand awareness and everything. So it's it's definitely in there for the time being. Yes, definitely. And we, we're sort of like playing around with like adverts and stuff like that. Um, so and I went to this talk actually like um, a couple of years ago at this business show. And um, there was like hot, like whole groups of people doing purely Amazon businesses. Mm-hmm. So they buy product, they only sell on Amazon, Amazon handles all the shipping. And they're like, it's the best thing in the world. They're like absolutely raving about Amazon. So it is really good. But I just think you have to get it right. And there's a lot of like, um, sort of, there's a lot of technical stuff that you have to go through, really technical, boring stuff you've got to go through before you're live on Amazon and it's all going well and the sales are coming in. So, you know. Cool. Well, Lana, with all that going on, what, what's kind of top of your to-do list for the next couple of months? Um, so it's a little bit of a mix because it's, it's almost like, um, there's one person doing everything. So, um, I really have to like sort of pick and choose. So for the next, for this month, we're very focusing on, um, adverts that direct to our website. So Pinterest ads, YouTube ads and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, just driving traffic to the website next month. The plan is to recruit a salesperson and start targeting studios. So I sort of divide my goals up month by month. I love that approach. (laughs) nice bit of focus yeah it just helps me like not lose my mind rather than trying to do like a day of this and then a day of that and then a day of this it's just it's just too much I've always found the freedom of going that's an August project that's a November project it's just it's like oh awesome I can ignore it for a few months and all of a sudden you're like that that seems to psychologically just have such a brightening impact yes exactly as well as the clarity of what I'm doing now the fact I don't have to do it but I've put it somewhere so it'll all be fine exactly bring your stress levels down yeah I went um I caught up with some guys who were building this really really clever marketplace website system app nothing came of it in the end this was a couple of years ago and I, I caught up with them and I walked into their offices and they had on the wall behind them or behind slash in front of them all they had a column for each month Oh, cool. And in each month were the post-it notes of what they were allowed to work on that month. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow, that's really, really cool. <laughs> it's really old school, but it's really cool. And they said, yeah, it's brilliant. We, we've tried this, that, the other. We've tried all these different management tools, but we, disco- we discovered the wall was the thing because we can sit in a meeting and someone starts talking about something and we all just look at the wall <laughs> and they have to <laughs> shut up or go and add a post-it note to the relevant month. So that's genius, actually. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> well, there you go. There's a top tip from me, um, which <laughs> means it's time to trans- transition to transition even into the top tips round. Okay. Now, before we dive into the top tips, here's a reminder of our sponsors. Are you struggling to see a return on investment from your email comms? Imagine a letter that you know your customer would want to read. Imagine if it could write and send itself at the very moment you know your customer would want to read it. Paper Planes links online behaviour to highly relevant, personalised, tangible media that lands with customers within 48 hours. That's programmatic direct mail. And that's what Paper Planes deliver. Visit flypaperplanes.co.uk to see how it works and quote Masterplan to receive a discount of up to 50% off rate card for any campaigns triggering 10,000 prints or over. 
I love the top tip section because it gives all of us some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. Lara, first up, the book top tip. If everybody listening to this podcast agreed <laughs> to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? Um, I guess this is a bit of like a stereotypical one, but the four hour work week, um, I would definitely suggest. Um, I guess it's had mixed reviews because it does sort of paint paint the picture of um, running a business to be this like flowery, really easy thing. Um, but it also it's, it adds some like amazing stuff on focus and sort of like how do you want your life to be and creating um, a life where you can travel or you can south of dance or you can do whatever you want and then you work in between what you're passionate about. So um, I thought that was a really – um, really good tips rather than starting your own business and just trying to like working all the time and like still like living a miserable life basically. I am um, it always amuses me that I think I haven't yet met someone who raves about the four hour work week who's got anywhere <laughs> close to a four hour work week. You I know, know. <laughs> it's, it's like, like that's the dream um, yeah. but we all just work like just too much. Um, yeah, but at least, at least, it, but, but you're right. It does kind of give you those good themes and those good ideas for mm-hmm. being clear on where you want to get to and how to go about doing it. Okay. Yeah, definitely. The traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? Um, ah, oh, okay. This is not really like, maybe this is like an old thing. Um, it's just basically organic search. So SEO um, my partner Chris is like an SEO sort of genius and just sort of SEOing your website so that you're getting tons of organic traffic um, I think is genius it's free and it just takes a little bit of like know-how um, to do it so yeah I think SEO and organic traffic is is brilliant excellent and the tool top tip maybe a collaboration mm-hmm. tool a social media plug in a phone app or just a way of working is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day um so i use trello is sort of like a project management tool um and that's that's pretty good um it's just like you create lists and like add add like little bits to it and you can add attachments and you can share it with someone um, and you can label what you want them to do and stuff like that. It just sort of like helps you sort of put everything on one page and um, sort of organize it. Cool. We love a bit of Trello. Uh, (laughs) The startup top tip. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? Um... I don't know. Um, I would, I guess, say um, do something you're pa- like sell something or do something you're passionate about, and be prepared for it to be really, really hard. But um, I guess the the rewards you get from sort of having your own e-commerce site and automating everything, so in the end you can step away from it, um, is amazing. Well, look, Masterplan World, you can find those top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast, where you'll see a link to this show. Lara, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media? Okay, so you can find us on our website, which is just corkyogis.com. Um, we're on Facebook um, at corkyogis, Instagram, corkyogis London. Um, so yeah, we're all over the internet, so you'll be able to find us quite easily. 
Excellent. We'll add links to all of that in the show notes too. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Lara, you've been an awesome guest and it's been great to have you on the show today. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. What a cool business Lara is putting together. Four clear products selling on key channels that she's in control of and really kind of doing that whole test and pivot, test and pivot, test and pivot to find the marketing channels that are working for her. I particularly liked the way in which she's approaching the B2B sales by finding someone else to do it and giving it a proper test, but also understanding she's not the right person to do it and therefore outsourcing it. And I liked um, what she was saying about the differences between Pinterest and Instagram, about how Instagram's all about aspirations and where you want to be in the future and Pinterest is much more of the now. So I thought that was quite quite a cool one. And if any of the rest of you are trying out Pinterest ads, I'd love to hear about it. You can get in contact with me and um, anyone else, really, lots of other e-commerce people in the e-commerce master plan Facebook group, which is at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook, or you can just search for the e-commerce master plan world Facebook group on Facebook, strangely enough. Um, really great to have you all listening. If you feel like spreading the word about the podcast, and you should if you've enjoyed it, then um, please do. Twitter, Facebook, over a coffee, over a pint, on Instagram, on Pinterest. However you want to share it is fine by me, but it would be great to get ever more people listening in. Have a great week, all of you, and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.